practice. If your goal isn't to work out at 5 a.m., maybe you work out at 8 p.m. I don't care when you do your workout. I don't care when you do you drink your water. I don't care when you do your things. I care that you are pouring from a full, abundant cup and that you're pouring into yourself first. Because if you don't pour into yourself first, there's no way that you can pour into your business, into your employees, into your family, into uh, the relationships that you're trying to cultivate with this community. No way. Hey everyone, welcome to the Executive Order Podcast, a show for small business owners who want to learn how to do less to accomplish more. I'm a professional organizer based in Somerville, South Carolina, and I know there isn't a one-size-fits-all for organizing within your business. In talking with my guests and chatting about our struggles, our wins, and our lessons learned, I hope that you can learn what works best for you to create a business and a life that's just right for you. Today, we are chatting with Cam Petty Palmer, the CEO and founder of Render. Hey, Cam, how are you doing? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. So you have a pretty colorful history of of how you got (laughs) to where you are and plenty of years, considering how young you are, if I might point out, um, of of businesses and the way that they've grown and developed into other things. Can you give us just kind of the the journey as much as you want to share of, of where you started and where you're at now? Yeah, of course. So I started, we, you know, we talked before we started recording and um, just a quick version of my story and where I've been is I started right out of high school. So at 18 years old, I opened up my very first business in the events industry. I was a wedding planner and uh, honestly learned from the movie, The Wedding Planner and did some online school at New York Institute of Art and Design, got my certification in about six months. And um, this is in Phoenix, Arizona. I now currently live in Dallas, Texas, but um, started my journey in entrepreneurship at 18 years old. And um, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know what I wanted to do at first, but I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And um, at the time, I was looking at wedding planning. I was looking at doing events and doing um, all sorts of types of events. And at the time, um, doing a degree in hospitality was the closest thing to that. And that was a fast track to catering and hotels. And I knew I did not want to do catering or hotels. And so I decided, you know what, I'm not going to go to the traditional college route. And so that I did um, New York Institute of Art and Design. Um, It used to be called something else back then. I can't remember what it is now, but no, I want it started with an S can't remember what it is now for the life of me, but I'm sure I could do a simple Google search, but um, went there, got my certification, and from 2010 to 2014, I was doing wedding planning solely. 2012, I had a client of mine who was like, hey, do you want all this DIY decor? Because back then, if you remember correctly, all of weddings were DIY. They had burlap and lace. They had mason jars. They had all you know, all that stuff. I'm so glad it's over now. But that was what was in. And I had a lawyer who was getting married. She was my bride. And she said, you know, I have so much work when I'm done with this wedding. Um, You know, I have to take the whole week off of work. And then I have a week of of my honeymoon. And so she said, I don't have time to sell all this stuff. Do you want it? I'm sure you have other brides who want the same stuff. I said, oh my gosh, literally everyone. So sure, I'll take it all. And that kind of kickstarted my journey into event rentals and design and floral and all those things. Um, that same wedding, I actually did all of her floral for her as well. 
And so that kind of just kickstarted the design version of what I love to do. Coordinating events is very type A coordinating, um, not as much design. Nowadays, today, there is more design in wedding planners, but um, 11 years ago, there wasn't. And so that's kind of what kicked start what I do now today. Um, 2014 was pivotal because I actually moved from Phoenix, Arizona to Dallas, Texas. Um, and so what's pivotal about that is I started a business in 2010 in Phoenix, and then I started a business in 2014 in Dallas. And so I essentially had to pick up, move, and start over again. And that was not the plan, but unfortunately, a uh, divorce had happened, and I was um, launched into being a single mom at the time as well. And so um, life kind of happened. And so now um, I have a business that has been around for 11 years. We primarily do um, events outside of a pandemic. It's kind of hard to do events right now, but we do events with corporate events, weddings, showers, anything that is event related and home staging and anyone that really needs design services. Um, and we do that through floral rentals, designs, renderings, things like that. We also have an education platform where we have online courses. We also have a podcast called The Render Podcast. Um, we've got mini courses. We've got freebies. We've got masterminds and membership options for our students. And so um, that side of the business is doing very well right now. Um, and so, and then we have a third version of the business that is all interior design. So we do residential, commercial interior design, sourcing, and a moving company within that. So I own three different companies in Dallas, Texas, doing all the things over here. Yeah, that, that is all of the yes. things for sure. Um, as far as rentals go, just like, because I don't have what the scope would be, like, how much stuff is there like a plate? Like, how, how does that all work of like keeping track of that and keeping the inventory for that? Yeah, so I have a 10,000 square foot warehouse in uh, about 10 minutes to the west of Dallas, Texas, downtown Dallas. And in my 10,000 square foot warehouse, we have racks, we have um, clipboards, so many organizational things. And then we have a really awesome software that keeps us all in track um, called Good Shuffle Pro. And so um, lots of softwares and systems to keep this uh, boat afloat. and. I will say I was not always organized like we are today, but um, today we have an incredible team that keeps everything super organized. Um, I mentioned I have three businesses. I oversee all three businesses. I don't necessarily do all the work um, in all the three businesses. I have lots of awesome team members that, that handle a lot of that. I do primarily work in the uh, education side of the business. So I create the online courses and um, I'm the host of the podcast every week. And so um, that's kind of where I lay a lot of my time. And then I'm a single mom as well. So I've got two kids, um, six and three, which they're super fun. Um, most days, <laughs> most days. Oh, I'm sure. The education side of it. So can you give kind of a, a, a zoom out view of the courses that you do? why you love it, why that's the, the side of your business that you really are, are in the most out of all three of them. Yeah, of course. So in 2019, before pandemic hit, 
Um, I feel like nowadays we're like pre-pandemic versus post-pandemic. Like where are we at? And in a couple of years, I feel like we're going to be pre-pandemic, during pandemic, post-pandemic. So 2019 pre-pandemic, I had really just this huge passion lay on my heart for educating people in my industry um, for the event rental world. So rentals, when I'm talking about rentals, I talk about uh, tables and chairs like farm tables and acrylic chairs and uh, sofas and tableware and linens, like all the pretty stuff. And so um, when it comes to that side of events, which you see that all the time, like if you take the inauguration that happened a couple of weeks ago, and you know, when we're recording this, you saw red carpets and you saw pipe and drape and you saw all these things that made this event come together. That's the type of stuff my company does. And if you go to a corporate event, if you go to a wedding and you see all these pretty things, my company puts that together. And so um, at the time in 2019, there was no education for this type of business. Everybody who owned a business in 2019 um, in the event rental world was just figuring it out as they went. Like there was nothing to teach them how to do what they did. We all just made mistakes over and over and over until it made sense. And so in 2019, I was at a conference in Charleston, actually. And I just felt like this huge passion had been laid on my heart that said, you need to educate this. You need to educate this. You have enough experience. You need to educate this. And I said, okay, let's start the process. Let's figure it out. And so 2020 was going to be our year of learning it, trying to figure out how do you even put it together an online course? How do you do a podcast? How do you do all these things? Because um, pre-pandemic, we were expecting 2020 to be a massive year for events. And it started that way. January was the biggest January we ever had. February, same thing. Half of March, same thing. And then zero crickets for the rest of the year for the most part. And so we planned to do it slowly through 2020 and 2021. We were going to launch everything, have a big, massive launch. And because we were paused on all events, we were like, well, got a whole bunch of time on our hands now. What are we going to do? We don't have events to do. And so we poured everything into the podcast that launched in April last year and then uh, poured everything into this online course and launched the course in July of last year. And now we have welcomed over 250 new students into our course throughout 13 different countries, which is exciting. That is incredible. So it's people that have already started a rental business or is it also for people that are looking to begin a business in rental? Yeah, so both. So we actually have three different ideal clients for that side of the business. So we have people who don't yet have a business who are dreaming. We call them our dreamers or our newbies. Then we have our people who are existing business owners. They already have a rental business, whether they had just started it, probably year one through three, maybe five. Of business. That's what kind of goes into our existing category. And then we have our migrator category, people who are maybe florists that have inventory, or maybe they're venues and they have some farm tables, or maybe they are a DJ and they have some extra stuff, or they're a wedding planner and they've got some stuff that they've inherited, like I did. And they just want to start making some sort of a profit or some sort of revenue when it comes to the inventory that they're already buying. And so, um, those are three categories. We've got our uh, dreamers, our newbies, our existing, and our migrators. Um, and so those are the three people that we kind of go towards and gravitate. Is it a 
live training, like something that you need to sign up by a certain time or can you, is it rolling enrollment for it? So when it comes to online courses, there's two ways to do an online course. There's either live launches or evergreen. What evergreen means is that you can sign up anytime you want and it's all pre-recorded and you can just go for it whenever. Live launches, which is the route that we've taken, is that you take 10 days and you launch it with webinars and lots of freebies and lots of people to gauge interest. Um, and then you have 10 days to sell it. And then you start, um, you can at that point either give them their the pre-recorded content, which is what we did, or you can launch it as you go. So you're teaching as you go. Um, and so we've kind of done a combination of that. So we give them the content, all of the content. It's 18 lessons. Um, and then we also do a Facebook Live for nine weeks post uh, launch. And so um, actually I had our first live today because we're in the middle of a launch right now. So um, yeah, so that's that's how we've done our online course. And so we've now, probably by the time that this comes out, we will have had a second full launch under our belt as we're in the middle of it right now. So that's what our online courses are. What is it about being in the education space that you really love? I love the stories that we get to hear. So I mentioned we have over 250 students and the crazy, incredible stories that come out of it. I had someone um, email us actually a couple weeks ago and she was a student in our first round of selling the course. And she had entered into this gift away that we did on Instagram where you you know, tag some friends and share it on your story and all that. And you're, you know, entered to win this giveaway. And she won. We picked her randomly. She won. She was a student of ours. And she said, um, Cam, you and your team have poured so much out into me and my life. And I have not dedicated the time that I needed to, to the online course. But I'm now that I've won this giveaway, you are reigniting that for me. And I'm going to get into the course and I'm going to do this. And she reached back out and she said, not only has your course changed my business, but it's changed my life. I've had people come from Atlanta. They flew here to come meet me because they wanted to thank me in person for teaching them these things. They said, nobody else is teaching this. Nobody else is teaching this. I said, I know <laughs> I'm the only one. And um, it's just incredible to hear the stories that have come out of it and the encouragement from other rental companies that I adore, that I look up to. I am by no means the biggest rental company out there. I by no means know everything there is to know about event rentals, although I know a lot. Um, and these, I think it was the either the week after we live launched it the last time or maybe a couple days into the launch. One of my um, good friends, we're competitors. She actually has two locations, one in Austin, one in Fort Worth. She's a competitor of mine. Um, we're good friends. <laughs> so just because we're competitors does not mean that we're enemies. We are good friends. And we have uh, been a part of each other's businesses for a long, long time. And she called me up. And she said, Cam, I am so proud of you for doing this course. This is incredible. It's so needed. We certainly didn't have time to put together an online course. And we weren't smart enough to do one anyways. And so you did. And like, she was so encouraging. And it was so good to hear that. Because I'm like, you are a competitor of mine. Like, you could, you probably quote the same events that I quote, and you are calling to congratulate me on this course, which has done so good. And so that was super encouraging. And the, I mean, countless stories from our students who just reach out and they're like, you have changed not only my business, you've not only given me hope for my business and strategies for business. I have had people reach out and they said, 
I was about to close doors because I couldn't figure it out. I took your course and now I'm profitable. And so those are the stories that when my heart was laid on a, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago about, hey, you need to do this course. Like now the stories that come out of it, I'm like, now I know why I needed to do the course. And it was a lot of freaking work. Oh my gosh, it was so much work. We worked for five months straight. That's all we did for five months. We recorded, we did 45 minute video teachings. We did um, online worksheets that were, you could type into them or you could print them out. Um, we did lots of templates, like templates out the galore. I mean, so many templates. You could literally take this course, start a rental company, and in two years be profitable. You could take this course and five years be at seven figures, like so quick. And that's like long term. You could probably do it in shorter time, um, much shorter time than I did. <laughs> I had to figure these out. This is a course that's taken me 10 years to figure out. But all that to say, the stories that come out of it and the passion that these students have regained. Like most people have passion when they start their business. I'm sure you and your parents who are entrepreneurs, you had drive and you had passion, you had fire under you when you were ready to launch this business. And at some point it fades. Like at some point we get into a lower spot and we're like, oh, is it really worth it? Like, is it really worth it? And for those who are listening who are like, that'll never happen because I love my business. It will happen. Well, let me tell you, it will happen. And at some point, you're going to look at your books and you're going to say, it's not worth it. Like I'm spending all this money or I'm spending all this time and I'm not seeing the revenue that I want to see. We all go through it. We all go through it. And this is coming from someone who did seven figures in 2019, did not do seven figures in 2020, but in 2019, we did seven figures. And in 2014, I barely did a hundred grand. And so at the time I was like, I, there's no way, like, there's no way I can't hire. I can't do anything. I can't spend any money because I'm not making money. Every business owner goes through it. The biggest ones target, they probably went through it at one point when they were very new. Um, and so the stories that have come from the people are like, I was never profitable. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't figure it out. I was about to give up. And then this happened. That is what makes me so excited about education and so excited about podcasting, not only being a guest on podcasts, but doing our own podcast as well. The podcast, as you know, is free. Um, we do all this work for free. And um, I'm happy to keep doing free work for the people whose lives are being changed. That is why I do what I do. Whether I make money, a dollar off of it or not, um, that's why I do what I do. And one of my favorite educators, are you familiar with Brendan Bruchard at all? Yep. He's probably my favorite educator, incredible human being. He is so good. If you are an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur, go look up Brendan Bruchard. He has a podcast. He's got social media. He's got podcast, you know, all the things. Um, but he had said, do it for the people, do it for the people, do it for the people. But you have to have money to fuel your passion for your people. You can't just do it all for free. So that's why we have an online course. So you can gain so much off of the podcast for free. You can gain so much from looking at our Instagram. You can gain so much from downloading our freebies. But at the end of the day, we do have to, you know, fund fund the dream. So working off of what you were just saying there, which is so important, and I so appreciate you being honest about it, that it's it, there's there's highs and lows. And not there just is. highs and yeah. lows in 
in what numbers are happening with the business, but like where you like really start to, to reconsider or to think like, maybe I should be pivoting in this way. Like you just start having all these like maybe and what ifs and it's, it can be mm-hmm. tough to really know like where do I keep going and where do I double down on? So in that five months that you said that you were just like focused on grinding out discourse, did you have any moments like that? Like what if it doesn't work or what if that, you know, like oh, were there totally. any kind of darker thoughts? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have, nobody was in this space. Nobody was creating online courses for rental professionals. And so there was certainly massive amounts of doubts of like, well, nobody's done it before. Maybe there's a reason nobody's done it before. Um, I had one of my good friends. Now she's super supportive of the um, online course. But before she was like, there's no way you are going to be able to sell this online course. She said, I have a little mastermind with some of my rental professional friends that she does on the side. But she was like, I can barely get them to pay $35 per month to learn from me. There's no way that you are going to be able to charge $2,500 for this course and people buy it. I said, well, I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to grind and get it done. And I'm going to figure it out and it will sell. And if it doesn't, then, you know, I guess I did a valiant effort. I said, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't work, then you can say, told you so. And I did it. And we had a $200,000 launch or the very first launch. And she was like, I'm sorry, what just happened? <laughs> Like, how did you do that? I could barely get people to pay $35 per month. How did you get people to buy it for $2,500? But I don't know. I just worked really hard. It's it's funny, too, that you say that, um, you know, what's the worst case? The worst case isn't I failed. The worst case isn't I'll look like, you know, like whatever, all yeah. these dark thoughts that we come up with. It's like, oh, the worst yeah. case is that I have all this content to use another way. Right. Okay. I have all this content that I can bless somebody else for free with. Right. Okay whatever. Kind of, I mean, it would burn a little bit. You'd be like, I could have, could have done this with it. You have twice now talked about other people in your space, in, in the space of, of, um, event rentals, someone that's nearby. I don't know if this other friend that you were talking to that the mastermind, if she's in your locale or not, how have you managed to have friendly and productive relationships with your quote competitors? (laughs) So, um, this event rental world probably has, if I could guess, and I probably would have the closest guess because I'm very ingrained in this world. Um, but if I could guess, I would guess throughout the entire world, there is likely anywhere from 5,000 to 10,000 businesses that are event rental related, whether they're floors that have rentals, whether they are true, you know, only rental companies. There's probably 5,000 to 10,000 people who are renting product for events. And out of those many people, um, they've probably known about my business. But what I have done to create community is keep community at the top of my mind. If you go to my website right now and go to therender.co, you will see that community is the top priority. Our core values as a company, we have six core values. And one of our core values is community oriented. It talks about that we strive for community. We look for diversity within our community because if you don't have diversity, then that can't be the microcosm of your diversity, of your community. And so we look for um, not just the demographic diversity, although that's important. We look for people who um, think differently, who live in different places, who 
aren't all in Dallas, Texas, aren't all in the US, but they're throughout the world. Like we want a community of people who support each other, who really um, love to work with each other. Um, this world can be super lonely. And I was lonely for a long time. And at one point, even before the course even was even a mere thought, I started a local group and a uh, worldwide group that's called the Rental Pro Community. It's free to be in the community. It's on Facebook because everybody has Facebook. It's easy and it's free. So it's on Facebook. It's called Rental Pro Community. And um, you just, you know, there's a little membership question that says, like, do you agree to be nice in here? Um, but you go in there and there's hundreds of people. There's not thousands yet, but there's hundreds of other rental communities that are represented in here from all different countries and walks of life and people who are dreaming and people who have been in it for, uh, I think the oldest boutique rental company is 12 or 13 years old. And so it's just filled with all these people. And so we've just continued to always foster this community. And I have no problem calling up. Um, there's one of my good friends lives, or her warehouse is two streets over. She is a huge competitor of mine, huge competitor of mine. She's also a student of mine. I have taught her how to be a competitor of mine, really. I gave her this, <laughs> the tools to do it. Um, so I should be kicking myself for doing that. But um, she is so great. And I love talking to her. And I call her up once or twice a week, sometimes a little less, you know, when I'm busy. But um, I call her up. and I'm like, hey, Macy, how are you doing? How's business? How's everything going? How's your team? Tell me more about what's going on in your, in your world. Yes, we might be quoting the same clients and she might be winning most of them because she's awesome and she's got an incredible business. But we, I can be friends with her. Like I can be friends with the people who are also quitting against me because life isn't about your business. Life isn't about your bottom line of revenue. Life is about relationships. It's about community and about friendships. That is what life is about. We don't, at the end of our life, we're not going to look back and say, you know, in 2020 or in 2021, my revenue was not the same as Macy's down the street. That's not what we're going to look at in 20 years from now. That's not what we're going to look at at the end of our life. We're going to look at who was I friends with? Who did I foster relationships with and who was a part of my community and how did I serve them and how they serve me and how did we have this mutual partnership? That's what it's about. And so I am happy to be, be uh, friends and community with those who are around me. I actually have a local Dallas rental community group where we go out to lunch once or twice a week or once or twice a month and we'll go talk about trends. We'll go talk about, hey, what are you charging for deliveries and why am I charging for deliveries? Are we syncing up? Am I charging like out the wazoo and you're not charging enough? Like we have a group to where, yes, we are probably all quoting the same clients and one of us is going to win that. And a lot of us are going to, you know, pass that up because our price is too high or they didn't like our stuff or whatever. But we can be a community together and we can foster that together. And it's, um, I'm the first one to tell you, it's scary to do that because you're going to be sharing some trade secrets. You're going to be letting people in and just, you know, saying that you don't have to share all of your trade secrets, but you can um, foster community. You can care about people. One of the things, so in my morning routine, which I'm happy to get into, but in my morning routine, I have um, a start today journal from the Hollis company, which has five gratitude practices. You write down five things that you are grateful for in the last 24 hours. And then you have 10 dreams that you have over the next 10 years. And some of those dreams will always be on there. Like one is I am extremely close with each of my kids. Um, the second one that I write down, so that's number one. Number two that will always be on there is I deeply care about my team and community. 
and I write it every single morning. I deeply care about my team and community. And so if I'm going to write that down every day, one, I am putting that into my brain. I am putting that out as a uh, projection like, hey, today I'm going to deeply care about my team and my community. And that's if I'm if I'm going to say that, if I'm going to write that down every single day, it needs to be a reality. And so that's um, just a glimpse into my morning routine. But I think to answer your question, that was a very long answer to your question. But to answer your question, community and relationships and the people that you have in your life, that's the point of business. In asking that question, you made it very clear that it's not by accident. It's not by mistake that you and Macy and whomever else in that community gets together and and has a relationship that's beyond just business or or your competition. Right. You know that that there's so much more to each of you as human beings beyond business owners, beyond being in the same area, beyond being in the same industry, and that to me is very impressive. It definitely comes from that abundance mindset, which is very important and something that I even catch myself because I, I subscribe to the abundance mindset, but there's times that I'll get like a twinge of like, Ooh, I don't know. Like, should I, should I have this person in my community? Should I? And I have to just remind myself like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. That voice has to go out of your head. That's not actually getting you to where you want to be. Having that community is what gets you to where you want to be. Even if it might feel at first, like, I don't know. So I'm very impressed and and looking forward to being at a place where it's just so natural, so flows so comfortably. Well, and I will say, you know, you say that, you know, you struggle with it too. I certainly do. Like there's so many times I do not say all that to say that I'm perfect at it 100% of the time. I am a human being. I do get jealous sometimes of certain other company successes and not my own. Um, I am a human and I I have those feelings too. Like just because I put it out into the world every day, just because I do, um, if I say something or if I um, strive for community every day, yes, that might be the goal, but I still have the thoughts that are like, oh, well, I might be sharing too much or um, they might look at me a little bit differently or um, they might not be subscribing to this lifestyle and they might judge me for it. Like there are so many doubts I mean, especially as a woman and as a human being, like we have these doubts that we run in our brain and that's just the innate nature of being a human. And so that's not to say, like I say all that, not to say that I'm perfect at it all the time. Well, thank you for saying that because it it is is something that whenever I catch those thoughts that I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, reframe, reprogram, try that again. That's good to hear. Yeah, Yeah, I get the same ones. I get the same ones. I've just been doing it for 11 years and I've been fostering it for 11 years. So um, practice makes perfect. We've all heard that saying. So practicing it and practicing it and practicing it over and over and over again has gotten me to a place where those thoughts and those doubts might be a little less so. However, they're still there. They're still there. So you had alluded at the beginning of this conversation that at one time you weren't as organized. It's something that you've worked on. Can you talk a little bit about how you have gone through that transition and and how you are more organized now? Yeah. Okay. So I mentioned a little bit. So 2010 through 2014, I had a wedding planning business. 2014, I moved to Dallas. So um, from 2014 to 17. I was working two full-time jobs on top of this side hustle as it was before. Um, I was working as a real estate agent 
um, assistant. I was not, I did not have my real estate agent license, although I wish I would have gotten it at one point. Um, but I was a, an assistant for a real estate agent, which was really kind of his personal assistant because he had me go grocery shopping for him too and all that. I guess when you mix business and personal, you know, it overlaps. But was an assistant to this real estate agent um, in Dallas. And then I also was working for a boutique to fund my cute wardrobe. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all it was for. I didn't really make any money there. I just wanted to keep close. Um, and so I was working these two jobs and my side hustle. And I would come to the evenings of those jobs and I'd say, well, I have all these emails that I need to catch up with or I have um, you know, various business tasks that I needed to do. And I would find myself not wanting to do that because I'd be so exhausted from working um, so many freaking hours. I was also a single mom still at the time. And so um, it was just, it was tough. Yeah. Life was tough. Um, my life was all over the place. I was sleeping, gosh, probably four hours a night, oh maybe um, every night. And I can, I do pretty good on little amount of sleep and short short spurts. Like I can do really good for a week having three to four hours of sleep if it's like a super busy week and I need to be on, but then I need my rest afterwards. So um, I can function okay, but doing it all the time was starting to get at me. And I finally at one point said, okay, if I jump from doing this crazy lifestyle of working two full-time jobs and the side hustle, my side hustle is never going to grow. And so I made the huge leap of faith to quit both of those jobs and go full-time into my business and start by paying myself the salary that I needed, not the salary that I earned today. It was much less, but I earned what I needed to get by um, in my business and in my life. Yeah. And so I paid myself this small salary in the very first weekend. So quit my jobs on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I went to this conference in Austin, Texas. And at this conference, I was learning lots. It was like the perfect thing to jump into when you kind of leave your full-time job and you go into your, your side hustle full-time because um, it just ignites that excitement for you again if you've lost it or anything. And so I was sitting at this conference. Day two, I start getting this bruise on my hand or what looked like a bruise um, on the top of my hand, on the bottom of my hand, growing up my wrist, and it just continued to kind of grow throughout the day. And my mom's a nurse. And so I called my mom on a lunch break. I said, mom, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm dying. My hand is turning colors. I don't know what's going on. I'm really freaked out. And it just continues to grow slowly, but surely. I don't know what to do. And she said, well, you should probably go see an internist when you get back to Dallas, you're coming home tomorrow. So when you get back to Dallas, let's, let's figure that out. She said, you know, of course she asked me like, does it itch or does it hurt or anything? I said, doesn't hurt. Doesn't itch. I don't know what's going on, but I have this thing growing on my arm. And I don't know what it is. And so next day I get back to Dallas. I book an internist appointment right away. And my internist, he goes, how much sleep are you getting? I said, like three to four hours a night. I'm a single mom and blah, blah, blah. He said, okay, what are you eating? And I said, fast food, because I don't have time to make dinner and I don't have time or money to buy healthy food because healthy food is expensive. Um, unfortunately, that's such a weird concept to me, actually, why healthy food is so expensive. I feel like it should be cheaper. Completely agree. <laughs> like, it, isn't it cheaper to grow salad than it is to go, you know, whatever, tangent. <laughs> um, so he asked me, how much sleep are you getting? What are you eating? 
um, what is your stress level like? And I said, it's through the roof. Yeah. He did a stress test on me and it was through the roof. He took some blood work. He did all these tests on me. And he said, I know exactly why you're getting this hand thing that that's going on. Can't remember what it was called, but he said, I, the reason why you're getting this is because this is a warning shot. Whoa. This is your body saying you are taking it too hard. This is your body saying, if you continue the way that you're going, bad things are going to happen. He said, you could lose uh, your kidneys. You could have kidney failure. You could have heart failure. You could have a heart attack. And I was uh, 25 at the oh time. My he said, you are gearing up to have a heart attack by the time you're 30. He said, you are gearing up to get diabetes. You're gearing up to get all these things that are going to be really, really hard given your life stage right now and that are bad for your body. He said, I need you to buck up and go get some sleep. Go eat a hamburger. Go do something. Like, go do something. Because I also, I was eating really bad, but I also wasn't eating very often either. Yeah. So I'd go, you know, I'd have maybe a little bit of breakfast out the door. I'd work all day. Um, I would get to 3 or 4 p.m. And I'd be like, you know, I'm a little hungry. I'm just going to go get a Wendy's burger because it's yeah. easy and it's cheap. Mm -hmm. And then I wouldn't eat the rest of the night because I had just eaten. By the time it was dinner time, I wasn't hungry. And it was this whole cycle that was going on. And so he said, here's the thing. So you need to get on a little bit of a diet. Not that I was fat or anything, but he said, you need to get on a diet that is healthy for your body and your lifestyle. You need to get some sleep. Stop sleeping only three hours a night. He said, you need like 10 hours a night at this point because you've deprived yourself of sleep. So he said, you need 10 to 12 hours and maybe you can scale back to seven or eight, but your body needs sleep and you need water. I wasn't drinking water. I was drinking uh, Dr. Pepper all the time and Dr. Pepper and tea. He said, drink some freaking water. And so he went through all of these things. He said, this is your new life. You have to do all these things or you will kill yourself very quickly. And um, that's, of course, an extreme story. And um, but it's reality as solopreneurs and as, as people doing these businesses, we put our business before anything else in our life. And yeah. that's not how it should be. We should be putting ourselves you know that saying where if you are pouring from an empty cup, you're not going to have anything to pour. If you pour from an abundant cup, you're going to have abundance to pour. If we full, put all of this abundance into ourselves, then we can pour out to other people. And so that's what I did. I made a whole life change, style change. I said, okay, I'm going to drink water. Ever since, I've been drinking about 100 ounces or more per day of water. I don't drink soda anymore. I eat super clean, super healthy, salads, turkey burgers. I eat meat because I live in Texas and you can't just not course, eat meat here. Of course. Um, but I eat super healthy. I work out at 5 a.m. every single morning. I get up and I do my quiet time. I do my workout. I get ready for the day, um, get my kids to school. I mean, so many different things that I have ingrained into my morning routine. And um, it all stemmed from that one day that I started getting a growth on my hand. And that might be different for other people. You might not get a growth on your hand. You might just be exhausted and crash a car because you're so tired and you fall asleep at the wheel. I've heard that has, has happened to so many solopreneurs because they run themselves so hard, especially in the beginning because you're trying to hustle and you're trying to get all these things done. And I'm here to tell you from experience of almost killing myself to tell you to get a routine pour into yourself and then your business. If you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and do it, wake up at 5 a.m. and do it. But the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you can work whenever you want. So if you want to sleep until 8 a.m., then go do your workout at 8 a.m. 
get into the office by 10 and work until 5 or 6 p.m. Do whatever you need to do, but pour into yourself. My employees um, are funny. They're hilarious. They Every day that I come into the office, because this is a daily thing, like Monday through Monday, I work out at 5 a.m. I'll come into the office on any given day, really. It's not just Mondays. Any given day. And like this morning, for example, I didn't even have coffee. I didn't even drink my pre-workout. I didn't do anything. I have a super packed day today, like back to back to back everything. Um, and that gets me excited. I love a packed day. I ended up waking up 15 minutes before my alarm went off at 4.45. And I was super excited for the day. I did my work. I did all these things. And um, I told Brooke, who's in the other room, I said, Brooke, if there was an energy level between one and 10, I'm on 20 right now. <laughs> and um, she was like, oh my gosh, we are going to have a day today, aren't we? And I was like, yep, be sure. We're going to have a great day. It's going to be awesome. If you need energy, you tell me. I got you. And every single day is like that. And my employees, I think, love it. I don't know. They haven't said that they do, but I'm going to believe that they do. But they're like, we can tell you've done your Peloton for the day. You've drank your water. You've had yeah. your coffee. We can tell your energy level from the moment you walk in the door. And there's, of course, again, I'm human. There's not every single day that I do my workout. There are certain times when I'm like, you know what? I'm real freaking exhausted. I'm going to sleep until six today. But most days I have a huge amount of energy from one to 10. I'm on a 20. And that's because I'm pouring into myself first. Yeah. That's because I am pouring from an a, abundant cup instead of the, oh, I'm here. I'm just doing my emails. That's not where I'm pouring from. I'm pouring from a one to 10. I'm pouring from a 20 every single morning that I come into the office and I made it a priority and it takes practice to get there. I, so I did this practice. I've never, I haven't been this good at it for a long time, but last year, January 1st, which also happens to be my birthday. I start a new year of life and a new year on the same day. And I said, for my birthday, I am going to wake up every day at 5 a.m. I'm going to do my workout. I'm going to do all these things to, to you know, get into this groove. Yeah. Then the pandemic happened. And I, I got off of that plan and I eventually got back on. And now the goal, I mean, you always are you're coming back to your whatever your goal is. If your goal isn't to work out at 5 a.m., maybe you work out at 8 p.m. Yeah. I don't care when you do your workout. I don't care when you do you drink your water. I don't care when you do your things. I care that you are pouring from a full abundant cup and that you're pouring into yourself first. Because if you don't pour into yourself first, there's no way that you can pour into your business, into your employees, into your family, into uh, the relationships that you're trying to cultivate with this community. Yeah. No way. Absolutely. I And I would just say that you are so lucky that you noticed it, that it was in a place on your body that you would notice, that it was yeah. during a time that- Yeah, it wasn't under, on my back or my butt yeah, or something. Exactly. Like It was a time that you were out of your normal routine being at this conference. Mm -hmm. So you, I mean, had that happened three days before, maybe you wouldn't have noticed. You right. know, maybe it's just like you would have kept pushing yeah. it and like, I don't know, I don't know, yep. eventually I'll come to it. But because you had like come to a full grounding stop of what your daily hustle had looked like, you had the- yep. Well, my doctor actually said that's probably why it happened because I went from going crazy busy Whoa. to stop, sitting in a conference for eight hours, not moving. Wow. So he said he thinks that's why it happened so quickly because he was like, your body essentially went from like 
lounging by the pool, warming up in the hot sun to a freezing cold pool. It's like a full shock. That's what your body did. And so it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, full shock. And so he said, that's, you know, the body is supposed to do that. <laughs> that means it was doing good. But um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I definitely had a huge wake up call. And I hope that everybody who's listening here does not have to have the same wake up call. Yeah, seriously. And I think that is something that is starting to be talked about is this hustle harder mm-hmm. culture. I think that within reason, I definitely want everyone to to do the work that they love to do. And especially a lot of it is because we love yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. So it's not that we're punishing ourselves by working 18 hours a day in our business. It's because yeah. we don't we forget. realize that 18 <laughs> yeah, hours have exactly. Passed. It's just like the sun rose, the sun set, and I don't, I'm still doing yeah. the thing that I love to do. I exactly. have no idea. But if we're not remembering that we are our own health, our own whole healthy self that has to come before yeah. anything else, the business may or may not be there. If we don't wake up, yeah. if we don't come to, to do the things and to be in community with our family, our relationships, uh, other business owners, then what does it really matter that you're hustling so hard in your business. Exactly. And it's so easy to when you like what you do. Yeah, it is. It is an occupational (laughs) hazard being an entrepreneur. Cam, I have loved this conversation. I so appreciate all the information, all the honesty that you shared. You were totally candid about where you've been and, and how you've gotten to where you are. I am so thrilled to connect with you and to join your community. I want to like know yeah. everything about what you're up to. I'm so excited about the courses that you're teaching and how much you've been able to accomplish in the 11 years that you've been a business owner. It's very inspiring. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. I hope that my story has hopefully helped somebody else who's listening um, and go from there. I will put all of your information in the show notes, but will you just remind people where they can find you? Yeah, of course. I'm most active on my personal Instagram. However, you can follow me on my business as well. Um, my personal Instagram is at Ms. Cam Alexandra, M-S-C-A-M Alexandra, not Drea. Um, and you can find my business through the link uh, or through my bio on there. But um, I post all the time. I'm in stories. I'm in DMs. I get to um, communicate with my community all the time through there. That's probably the best way to reach me. Um, and if you're local to Dallas, Texas, we have a Dallas community um, that's for creatives. Even if you're not a rental professional, we have it's called Dallas Creative Community. And so we put together some um, monthly or quarterly gatherings as well, which is fun. Um, but you can find me on Instagram. Um, and I can connect you to wherever you want to see me or my business from there. And where can they find your podcast? What's the name of your podcast? Yes, it's called The Render Podcast. It's on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search The Render Podcast. Fantastic. Cam, thank you so much. I've so enjoyed chatting with you today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on the Executive Order Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're really enjoying the show, leave me a review. If you want to connect with the podcast on Instagram or Twitter, you can find it at Executive Order Podcast. And if you want more information or to connect with me about organizing, you can find me at zeniaorganizers.com. All links in the show notes. 
can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.